Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Okay, we took this podcast back on the road this week. Megan is with us. Hello. Hi. Well, actually not with us because Pat got the week off. So I'm here with Megan. Road trip part two, New Jersey. Megan. Glad to be back. Intro music time. Here it is. Um, okay, we have changed the venue this time. Um, we are no longer in the shit Hyatt in New Jersey. We are in the shit Marriott in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, this place sucks. But it sucks less than the Hyatt. <laughs> sure. Um, so tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to explain, we're going to go through any lingering thoughts on Laguna Beach that you have. And then finally, we're going to transition into our next show. What's our next show that Wind and Pipes? My greatest love, One Tree Hill. Is it your favorite show? I mean, not of all time, but of the teen drama. It's tops of teen drama over Friday Night Lights? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't watch Friday Night Lights until like two years ago for the first time. Yeah, because I made you. Remember? Yeah. So kudos to me. Congratulations to me. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Um, so, okay, let's give any lingering thoughts, though, before we do that on Laguna Beach, because what was the point that you just, you know, we were sitting here, pre-production, we're talking about, you know. Pre-pro. <laughs> Pre-pro. Um, what, what was the thing you said about Laguna Beach? Because there was a point I wanted to make. Um, that I was watching Barry Cavallari. Yeah. And she was saying in the episode to her dad about how she watched... The Laguna Beach pilot for the first time, and she didn't realize that she was the mean girl yeah. until she watched it, and she yeah. was so upset she cried about it. And so I went back and watched the first episode because I just needed to relate to her even even stronger than I have been. Do you relate to her just because she's so angry all the time? <laughs> Honestly, yes. I relate to her a lot more like rewatching season two. Than I ever have. I am, honestly, I, so we just, as you know, we rewatched all of season one. I haven't seen season two in a long time. And just from those clips that you sent me, it just like, oh my God, it was like such a nostalgic feeling of like all coming back. Like now I kind of want to go back and watch season two. I definitely noticed the difference between season one and season two in terms of like production. Season one kind of seemed like it was very new to raw. the scene. Yeah. Raw. But also kind of boring. Like, they hadn't figured out how to cut it together, almost. Yeah, I feel like in season two, they figured out, like, okay, these are the tropes that we really want to lean into. Like, I I found myself siding with Kristen more. As soon as she was given, like, a voice, they did show more of her redeeming qualities in season two. And it made me like her more, and that's why. 
Yeah. I have a hard time separating it because when I watched it when I was really young, I just hated Kristen across the board because yeah. I was like, she's a mean girl. And as now watching as an adult, you I love actually, the, you yeah, love I love rage. her. Yeah, like I, I love her. Yeah. I realized how awesome she was and she was just like owning shit. Does she make you feel like, like, God, I wish I would have said that, like, to those girls, like, Kristen just says that shit to those girls? Like, says what's on her mind. Yeah, yeah. Tells people to fuck off. Yeah, because I think the big thing about Laguna Beach was, that's shocking to me, watching it back, was how fucked up the guys are, (laughs) and how, like, badly they treat the girls. Truly, like Jessica is one of the most pathetic people I've. So ever you'll seen. you'll hear it when you um. It really did. You're right. It it started to really come through, especially when we started having girls on our podcast on the last couple of Laguna Beach episodes, because both Lauren and especially Natalie on last week were like hammering home like how dated it is with like how the dudes talk to the girls and like how they treat her, and it does just blow my fucking mind because. Those dudes are such fucking pussies. Yeah. When you go back and, and watch like Dieter and Polster and Trey and Steven, you're like, Yeah. Were these kids even the cool kids? Were these Steven, the cool kids? Steven, I just don't understand. Like he he's a cute guy, definitely, but <clears throat> kind of so like you do why think he he's even... cute? Yes, but he's not like a hot guy. Cute guy. What's the difference difference between hot guy and cute guy? All right, so let me me break it down. Okay. Because me and and my friend in college, we had three classifications for guys. Oh. We're not stereotyping or, you know, like... Right. Big dick, medium (laughs) dick, small would be the three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we had three classifications, and it was... You can... A guy can either... Can be hot cute or handsome and he can be two of the three but he can't be all three so oh. which two, two do you choose i would choose cute and handsome like i am <laughs> <laughs> i just which, choose the two that i it's am not, yeah. it's not even bad it's not <clears throat> even a bad rating system it's not like scaling people from like good to bad it's from it's all a, a scale of good well, I wouldn't, I, even though you're saying that, like, I wouldn't want to be hot because I feel like that still carries some douche with it. Mm. Handsome, to the me. The only person who, who is all three is Bradley Cooper. That's oh, it. that's interesting. That's it. What about George Clooney? Handsome and hot. Not cute? He's, like, mm. really cute. I don't think I can call, like, a 50-something-year-old guy cute. So, I also, yeah, I would go handsome definitely skews older, like, I w- or really young. I would say, like, oh, that's a handsome young lad over there. That's a handsome young man. Talking about, like, a, like someone who's at their first communion wearing a suit, like some boy. You would say, oh, like, yeah. oh, that's a handsome little dude over there. Right. And then you wouldn't say, yeah, that sounds creepy. <laughs> And then you wouldn't use handsome for any other age until you get to, like, older. Until you're, like, 50-something. And then it's like, oh, that that dad? That's a handsome dad. No, I don't think so. I think you're just wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that out. I mean, because I all would it never... included was me sounding like a creep. 
just showing up to <laughs> random kids' first communions, talking about how good they look in their little suits. So if I'm like just out at a bar, I'm never gonna go to my friend. That guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> a handsome guy. Ridiculously handsome. Like just handsome. I feel like handsome guys wear a lot of cologne. I I don't know. Chanel number five. The Brad Pitt one. Yeah. I, could, I don't know. Yeah, so, okay. I think if I'm a guy and I gotta choose, alright, I gotta be in one. I think I'd choose I'd want to be in the cute one because I feel like that carries the best for dudes. Is it girls weird to be minds. called cute as a guy? Yeah, but... Okay. But you know that, like, a girl's not calling you that really to your face. She's saying it to her friends. Right. So, right. like, if I'm sitting there, like you're saying, at that same bar, and I know two girls are complimenting me, well, actually, there's, like, a 10% chance they're complimenting me, 90% chance they're just saying how much of an idiot I look like. But in the 10% of chance, I would say I'd choose cute. Handsome, it makes me feel like they're not trying to hook Wrong. up with me. And, like, there's no sexual attraction. And hot, hmm. it makes me, again, just feel like... I've never gotten a, a dude's perspective on this before. I don't want hot because I feel like she's just trying to hook up. And in my case, I'm like, well, why? So you just want to be 200% cute. Yeah. You can be cute-cute. Yeah. Well, because I don't want... what you want to be? <laughs> if I'm hot, then I'm all I'm thinking is, why are you telling me I'm a hot guy? Why are you trying to hook up with me? Yeah, actually... How much dick did you suck tonight, lady? Whoa. That's all I'm thinking. That's what the connotation you just, you I just have. turned it around. <laughs> so I um, would say cute if yeah, I had my druthers. We actually, me and my friend, we used to say, like, you could be, like, hot, hot. That's, like, that's major douchebag. Like, if you're two hots... You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's... I don't know how we got onto that, but okay. let's go back to Laguna Beach. The story I did want to tell about Kristen was that she actually fun fact that I didn't give on the podcast was that on the first season of Laguna Beach the producers were going around and they were like interviewing a bunch of kids from a bunch of different schools and they got to their school in Laguna Beach and Kristen was the only one who wasn't there that day to be interviewed right so she was like sick or something, and she did say that on Very Cavalieri too um, about how she was like so pissed that she missed it and everything. And it was funny because everyone who they interviewed at that school was like, "If you're here interviewing for like reality TV show about teens, Kristen's like got to be tops on your list." Right. And I thought it was just crazy because how true did that end up fucking being? Like. Elsie made her money in fashion and other stuff, mostly. Kristen really hasn't. I know she has Uncommon James, but like she's still mostly famous for Uncommon being... Uncommon James isn't an empire. Uncommon James is garbage. I remember when um, Lindsay like got Uncommon James jewelry and she, she like the shipping was terrible. And she said like she only got one earring instead of two. And she was just wow. talking about like how shitty the quality of it was. I'm running a fucking business. Okay. <laughs> Steven? Um, so I was just saying that Kristen is the only fame she has is because she's a like a celebrity, a personality, and a reality TV star. Uncommon James is never going to get her rich. Yeah, no. Elsie is 
worth $30 million because of, like, her fashion line that's at, isn't that Kohl's? Yes. It's, like, legit stuff, right? Yeah, it's actually, like, cute stuff. Cute guy? Handsome. <laughs> Handsome <laughs> cute. <laughs> okay, um, let's get into your notes, though. Uh, I won't hijack your time to shine. So, what are your notes? Are these... These are mostly season two notes. Um, I don't have many from season one because I didn't watch it recently. I will say I, I feel the need to tell my story about the first time I ever saw Laguna Beach on, the, on my TV screen ever. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a 9-11 kind of story. <laughs> oh, you know how like you have you to remember, share where you were. Yeah, you remember. So the first time that I've I ever realized the existence of Laguna Beach was I was probably in sixth grade when either season one or two premiered. Um, and I was just flipping through my channels, and obviously it was a huge Hilary Duff fan. I was a 12-year-old. Yeah. And uh, it was the intro playing, and I was watching it, and I was like, what is this show? Like, what? I'm going to pipe it in right now. Just to, like, feel it, you know? Just to feel it again. So, again, this is your... But also the intro and outro, like, little jingles, like, are iconic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Okay, yeah, cool. Cool. So, th so this is one of those, uh, what'd you say, 9-11 moments for you? You remember exactly? For sure. I was in, my, in the basement of my house, flipping through the channels on the second computer we had at home, on AIM, talking to my friends. God, I miss AIM. Like, fixing my profile picture to, like, or profile on AIM to, like, the initials of all my best friends. Cause, like, That's what everyone did. Mm -hmm. I also remember the, the funniest hit. part about AIM was... Um, when you started going out with someone in grade school on AIM, you had to make sure that like that first day in your profile, you put like, I love Aaron. Right. And like, like big, if you did bold. it, you guys were going to have issues. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you, when she broke, yeah, in my case, when she broke up with you in, uh, like two weeks time, then you just <laughs> immediately take, I love Aaron out of your profile. <laughs> yeah. That was really all the relationship. You fell in love. <laughs> you fell in love real quick. And subsequently fell out of love even faster. Um, okay, anyway, yeah. so no, this will be good though to get your season two thoughts as well because we're not going to cover it. So just we're going to dabble a little bit here, um, dabble into season two, and then. First of all, I had a sorry. No, no, that's it. And then we're going to go into One Tree Hill. I had a correction to an early episode. Maybe you've been corrected on it already, but that you didn't know if Lil Bosworth was on, like, where she went or whatever, and you were, like, you guys were talking about how she had this many followers on Instagram. Yeah, like 800,000. It, it was because she was on the hills for, like, the whole second half of the show. She was? Yes. When even Kristen after, was on? Yeah, even after Lauren left, she stayed on it. She was on it from, like, season oh my three God. on. What a fuck she, up by us. She was away at college, and once they all graduated college, she came and moved back. And she was the Justin Bobby. Oh! Girl. That's right. That's right. She's the one who coined 
the term Justin, Justin Bobby, Bobby for that guy who yeah. was Maroon 5's hairstylist and then started dating Audrina. He was Maroon 5's hairstylist? Yeah. I had no idea. Or haircut guy, barber, whatever you want to call it. The hair guy. Okay. Yeah, he did their hair for... Um, I think he's on the reboot, by the way. Yeah, I think he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, you're totally right about that. Wow. That is a nit that, to pick. That, that makes yeah. sense then why she has 800,000 followers and why when we added her all the time on Instagram, she never responded. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, She was actually, too famous. I don't Damn know it. if she came back for the reboot. Probably not, but... Probably not. I think that's mostly just really thirsty, non-famous D-list celebrities now. So Lo could be in it, but it's uh, Marissa, it's Adrena... Heidi Whitney Spencer, Whitney, Port, and then Spencer's younger sister. Ugh. Whatever her fucking annoying Steph. name is. Stephanie. Oh. She is so weird looking now. A lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bo- well, a lot of Botox. How do you feel about dudes with blonde beards? Mm, Spencer Pratt style. I don't feel I don't feel great about it. Uh, he, feel- someone, I think it was the soup on E. Yeah. They would just constantly, when the show was on, they just constantly make fun of his flesh colored beard. I kind of like it though because it's like textured. Ugh. It's like different shades of blonde. And I kind of like it. It reminds me of Ariana's brother from uh, Oh, Girls. met him. No big deal. Mm. Wow. Okay, your notes. Awesome. Okay. Um, I didn't know if you knew how, uh, Lauren got her Hills show. The story behind it? No. I don't know either. I think that was literally just a question I had. Interesting. I didn't didn't do research. Uh. Why would you bring that up if you didn't have the No, I was wondering. I think I was wondering, but I figured it had to be because. just say, do you know? Don't say how you brought it up. Um, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> how the hills started. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Me either. <laughs> cool. Okay, um, next. I assume it was because she had just had a smarter businessman of a dad than Kristen did. Because I think Kristen would have produced, would have been the better star of a show. And why did they she move was, away from I like, know this cast? is contrary to popular belief nowadays, but she was the most famous one from that show. She was the one that America loved. She was the one America was rooting for because she was the cute girl next door and she didn't get the guy. The guy, like, the way they edited it, they edited it like he dumped her for the hot bitch. Right. And so it was like America was rooting for her. And after the whole Jason thing, I mean. Oh my God, I fucking hate that guy. Let me just, like, say this idea out loud. Explain Jason because he comes in in season two. Who's Jason? Jason is such a bad boy. Bad boy, playboy, douche. Yeah. With a is it a chin strap? Yes. It's disgusting. Very like it's one He's of those. Just disgusting. You can't have chin straps, kids. You can't have chin straps. You cannot have like we've talked about this before. But whatever facial hair you grow, just lean into it. Do not like how weird would it look if I like had stubble, but then like. Had a very well manicured, like, just a strap right here. I mean, you wouldn't have it now, but 2004? (laughs) No. 
<laughs> I wasn't growing a ton of facial hair in 2004, but <laughs> if I did, I, I wouldn't. I think I was only growing like a little bit of a mustache back then, maybe. But no, I would not have one. No. Do right. the, girls don't like chin straps, right? No, no. Do you think it looks like white trash, right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I think Jason was like a hot guy in his time in high school in 2004, whatever it was. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like completely disgusting. But you've seen him now. He's actually like very well put together because oh, now he's, he's like so clean and yeah, yeah. he went to rehab he, he really had a good. big drug and alcohol problem and he went to rehab and now he like is all put together he has a kid and a wife like yeah. he looks he looks really good actually yeah um no but yeah i think God, at the he time, was such a douche back then i think at the time like a lot of people girls were attracted to him probably because of his whole like shtick like i think it wasn't just his looks i think it was like how he treated girls and like being a bad boy it was just like the whole package i'm gonna put a clip in here i don't know which one but i'm just gonna put a clip that i can find on youtube <laughs> of just jason being a douche here it is i didn't i wasn't thinking i don't know why i did that it just doesn't even seem like you know you like you don't even like me. You know I do. Then why would you want to hook up with another girl? It was a mistake. I mean I'm I told you I'm sorry. Do you like me? Yeah. Do you want to be with me? Uh, Honestly? Yeah, no. I just can't really trust you. I don't know, maybe we should just, I'll go to Cabo, you go to Costa Rica, and we'll talk when you get back. Okay. So, there was one, I mean, the clip of Jason trying to get Lauren back, it's like the last episode <clears throat> of season two. He cheated on her. Yes, he, he kissed Kristen. No, no, he kissed Jessica. Uh, he kissed Jessica. His ex-girlfriend. Huge boobs. Yes. And he's just, like, trying to get her back, like, in front of her house. And I, this is another thing, like, I didn't realize at the time, like, how much she, like, owned in that moment. And it, it ages really well. Yeah. Because she was just like, do you, like, know how it feels? Like, if, you, if I kiss another, if my ex-boyfriend... In front of in you. In front of you. Like, how would that feel? She probably also said I, on national TV, but yeah. then they cut that out. <laughs> and she goes, but I was sorry. Yeah. Oh, She's I'm going like to play that so right now. so passive aggressive about it. It's awesome. I'm going to play that. Here it is. How do you feel about everything? I feel like you kissed another girl in front of me, and I trusted you. And if you were going to do it in front of me, then I don't even want to know what you did not in front of me. Like, put yourself in my position, honestly. I know. Like, how would you feel if I kissed an ex-boyfriend right in front of you? But I was sorry. <laughs> I would have been pissed, too, I know. You don't go to a family function in front of all of my family and all of my friends and kiss me in front of all of them and then go kiss another girl and have everyone know. Like, that's humiliating for me. No, I totally understand. It just sucks. Like, I don't understand. You, like, ruined everything. You know that, right? Yep. I don't know what you want me to say. Nothing more. 
Yeah, that's I fucking love that. That that sticks out in me in season two is is definitely that for sure. Like him cheating on her. It was at a fashion show. He kissed Jessica, and it yep. wasn't even like a passionate kiss. It was no, like it was a. Like, it was really like, quick. It was, yeah. It was kind of like two people that used to date. Like they were kind of arguing, and they made up. Or it wasn't. Yes, it was a kiss, and obviously that's completely unacceptable they were both kind of goading each other into it i think like they were like they were bickering all day and then she was sitting on his lap there was just a lot of charge and energy and it to me it just proves like once again don't hang out with your exes ever nothing good (laughs) can come of it like it's either going to be super charged up and you're going to be like remembering like the old days or it's going to be really shitty because you're just going to remember how it ended and it ending horribly so like I don't... Do you know anyone who hang, can hang out with their exes ever? Like, do you? No, but it actually does remind me of... I was watching it, or listening to Nick Vial's podcast and just, like, talking a shitload about that. Like, wouldn't shut up about how, like, you need space after you break up. No matter what, you need to take space from each other. Like, you can't just be friends after. There's no way that can happen. Or like, ever? You need a time that you're apart to let things, like, chill and then you can be friends. How can you ever be friends? Think about your own situation. Hey, are you friends like are you good friends with anyone that you dated or like hooked up with regularly? No. <laughs> I'm not either. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Cuz like I said, <laughs> it would just it would be one or the other and neither are constructive to you like moving on with your life. It would either be an old charge like in you would feelings would come back or it would just I don't know, maybe there are people out there that have this, but I feel like it's rare that there's, like, the indifference people who can hang out with their exes. Apparently Jennifer Aniston is like that, because I once read in a magazine that she said that she's friends with all of her exes, except for Brad, obviously. (laughs) That makes no sense. (laughs) Fart noise. No. That makes no sense. (laughs) That's why Jennifer Aniston's still single, and why she has so many exes. She is so attractive, though. Have you seen her in uh, Where the Millers? No. She has this, like, stripping scene. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's a hot bod. Yeah, for, like, a 45-year-old? She's, like, 50, I think. I think she's 50. Yeah. That's crazy. She's so handsome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, let's 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 do 10 more minutes on Laguna Beach at most. Um, okay. Oh, I thought that in the last episode... So, here's a couple of missed opportunities. So, I think there's two missed opportunities of Laguna Beach. One is the last episode of season two, when Lauren has this the last night barbecue before everyone goes off in different directions to college, to LA. And she invites Kristen. And Kristen comes over... And oh, feels like really awkward. I remember and that. And she's supposed to say hi to Lauren and like just Give her a squash hug. it. Yeah. But instead she just makes a left turn at the last second. And she's like, oh God, I have to say hi. I have to say hi. I have to, uh, I'm going to go sit over here on this bench. And, and then doesn't she take Steven with her? Yes. And they sit there for, I must have been like no longer than 10 minutes. And then they just get up and leave. And I feel like it's such a missed opportunity to like just squash that beef. I actually appreciate it, though, because I actually like that she's like that. 
she, whether it's justified or not, she fucking hates that girl. And I just, like, really love people who, like, won't squash that beef. (laughs) And I think it's mainly just in girls. They did one day. They have one picture together on Google. And it's from, like... (laughs) (laughs) It's from, like, a a finale episode. They used to do these, like, live finales of The Hills when they were, like... It was, like, in its prime. Yeah. And they have, I guess they, at that point they were like probably 23 or something. So they were past it. But I don't know. I feel like that was like such a moment where she was, she walked out, like walked up the stairs with Steven and she was like going to turn back and she was just like, wait, I just have to, oh, never mind. Yeah, I know. I remember that scene. I know the exact scene. Yeah. I'm like, God. And then the second opportunity, I feel like, missed opportunity for Laguna Beach, I think, is like if they just continued Laguna Beach but they followed them instead of the hills it was like it just starred all of these people yeah don't in in LA so you have you have different options when you have a tv show you can either do what bachelor does and what like real world does which is you keep the same setup but the characters change all the time or you do what like Floribama Shore does or Siesta Key does where you follow the actual people right so the setting can change it's just different formulas laguna beach chose it's the setting that makes this show yeah which is blows my mind because it's like it's not like bachelor where there's a formula and a setup so all the parts are interchangeable (laughs) if you keep the structure of the show the same no matter who you plug in it'll be the same you'll get the same reactions and emotions out of it. Mm-hmm. Laguna Beach is different. There's no formula. It's just you're following individual people with no, like, there's no competitions or roses to give out or dates to go on. It's literally just your... The personalities The personalities matter. make it. So they actually did... Season two was fine because at least Kristen was still there and Elsie. But season three and then, like, four... They started like the next batch of like high school seniors. Season four was Newport Harbor. Newport Harbor. Oh my God. Yeah. And then you just saw, well, the setting in this actually doesn't just work. You need to have like dynamic personalities. Right. Like that have real conflict going on, like Elsie and Kristen did. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't a total miss opportunity because I loved The Hills and it was like a huge success. So that ended up being fine. It was just the fact that they... It was all fake. It was all fake. Yeah. Like it was, it was... Laguna Beach was contrived and The Hills was... contrived Low budget acting. Yeah. Yeah, contrived-er. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it annoys me. Okay, any other thoughts on Laguna? No, I'm done. Okay, so... I say we transition now into One Tree Hill. We give a setup for the characters that Pat and I next week will dive deep into. I'm readjusting. Sorry. (laughs) Didn't want to do that while you're talking. God, the microphone just spiked. Megan, stop farting. Oh my God. Um, Okay. One Tree Hill. We're going to do a character breakdown. Oh, 
I think this is perfect because Pat has actually never seen One Tree Hill. So now it's mm. on us. This is exciting. It is totally on us. Pat, we know you're listening. We'll get you there. So we're going to first give the premise of the show and then we're going to give the, a character breakdown. And I just looked up a bunch of fun facts about these One Tree Hill characters. You were saying earlier, One Tree Hill, your favorite of all time. Yes. Above all. Above anything in terms of teen teen drama shows. You know what I would say then? I would say that every single person in the world, everyone, has a teen <laughs> drama series that resonates with them based on what age they were. For me, it was The O.C. I'm a little older than you. For you, it was One Tree Hill. I'm sure kids that grew up in the 90s are like all about Dawson's Creek, and I mm-hmm. sure... Like, kids that grew up late 80s or whatever are like, Beverly Hills 90210, nothing will ever be better. And then you have the whole Gossip Girl generation. Yeah. And then you have the younger idiots right now, no offense kids, who are saying, like, Vampire, vampire diaries, diaries and Pretty Little Lies or... No, please, wait. Please don't hate on Vampire Diaries because I, I know. it was a good show. I don't want to totally hate on that one, but the one I do hate is, what was it, Pretty Little, Pretty Little Li- Liars. Liars? I watched it for a time and then it became horrible. It Yeah. And then on into um, Riverdale. That was a show I watched because of you, I think. Yeah. And I loved it the first season. Season. And then Betty did a strip tease. (laughs) And I was like, I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. No, that was your moment. For me, it was just a general consensus of not understanding why uh, in season two all the characters in Riverdale all of a sudden just became the only crime fighters in the entire fucking city, state, country. I think that's a big problem with like those um, like supernaturally like crime TV sh- team yeah. shows is that they never consult the parents and, or, or the police. any adults. <laughs> yeah, any adults are like off limits. And I'm just like, just... Just tell the detective the truth. It just makes no sense to me because, okay, I'm just going to do this one quick rant on Riverdale. You have a serial killer loose in season two. It's a fucking serial killer. Yet, it's just on the 15 and a half year olds. Where is, if if, if there's Ted Bundy running around, it's a national story. Like... It's, it's like all over the news. The, the FBI, I know the FBI is going to be involved. And it's not even going to fall on the local fucking PD of whatever podunk town the Riverdale characters live in. It's going to be at least statewide, probably national. And so the fact that like it's just falling on Archie and his idiot 15-year-old, 15-year-old friends who just sprouted their first pubes, it makes no fucking sense to me. So what was great about Vampire Diaries, from what I recall, have not watched it in a long while, was that they had to, whenever somebody died from a vampire, they had to make it look like it was a yep. death due to like natural causes or something oh, so that yeah. no one would catch on that there were vampires in town and then the sheriff became in on it so there i don't know that just seems like there's a little bit of well okay so added, then, yeah then they at like, least ex- explain because that you're saying the adults are looking at it and they're going natural causes but the kids know something else is up yes yeah so at least there even though it's loose even though it's like barely hanging on by a thread there is a premise of here's why the adults aren't fucking with this because right. they're idiots. 
Which, fine, I'll suspend my disbelief for that. Okay, One Tree Hill. Premise of the show. The premise of the show is that um, the main character, Lucas, Chad Michael Murray. We'll get into him. He'll be the first character we go into. Okay. Chad Michael Murray. He's, um, he lives in the town of Tree Hill. Um, he's a junior in high school. He's like doing his thing, but he, he has a half brother. Can we say wrong side of the tracks? Yes. Lucas is wrong side of the tracks. Yes. Not incredibly so because. But that's always a, that's, that's such a, there's always a character who like this, these are the rich characters. And then this guy, he's an outsider. He's not even, he's not a bad kid. No. He's a good kid, but he's just raised by like a less fortunate mother. Yeah. Single mom, single mom. Single mom raising Lucas. Yeah. So he's junior in high school. He's always played street ball, street basketball. God. River court basketball, to be exact. I just know that I'm going to have so many nitpicks with basketball. Because, like, football with Friday Night Lights, that's one thing I'm picking nits. But, like, basketball is my sport. Like, I know basketball inside and out. And I just know that, like, when I go back and rewatch this now, I'm going to have so many nitpicks with the basketball. I know basketball, too. Maybe not like guys but i i don't really you know remember basketball. anything that you're a baller you're a baller <laughs> you let's know. give you some due credit because you're not getting it at oh. work <laughs> fuck if i know let's <laughs> let's hopefully there's some kids at work listening what do you want to say to them with your basketball knowledge go fuck yourself, fuck yourself. okay <laughs> Kids at work excluded Megan from a basketball team. She's pretty pissed because she's a good basketball player. That's all we'll say. It's, yeah. Fuck That's those all kids. Needs to be said. Yeah. Let's not get y'all it. pissed. Yeah. Um, so Lucas is a basketball player. He's really good at basketball, but he's not part of like the basketball team with his long lost brother. Yes. So he has a half brother whose name is Nathan. And uh, the whole show is centered around their lack of relationship. Yeah. And all of their friends who kind of are around them. But it seems kind of odd to me that they have lived in the same town all of their lives. And it seems like this year, junior year, is the first that they're aware of each other. <laughs> well, it's like, so there, we won't say why there's so much baggage between them, but the parents have facilitated their being baggage. So For they sure. hate each other, and, and definitely Nathan, it's being driven by, like, his dad, who's, like, the most evil guy of all time. And yes. then Lucas's mom has always, like, talked about them as, like, the rich kids, like, stay away from them, like, we have our own, like, homegrown values and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yeah, the premise is, the main premise is there's these two estranged brothers. One's from the wrong side of the tracks, one's from the right side of the tracks, and, like, super rich and all that comes with that. And then any other storylines, or is it mainly just that? It's really surrounding them, and I think one of the good things about One Tree Hill is that it incorporates the parents in a big way. Like, the drama between the adults is, like, what I really enjoy. It adds... critical. Yeah, it adds a lot of layers. I read this article once, and it was talking about the OC, but it was saying that exact same thing. It was saying one of the key through lines to any of these teen drama shows that are successful is that there's really compelling storylines, not just with the kids. 
Yeah. But with the adults. Agreed. Um, so let's get into the main characters then. Okay. Let's do it. Because that's the, that's the main setup of the show. And I think when we go through these characters, it'll help describe like what the rest of the show is about. But the main premise is that these two estranged brothers from different sides of the tracks, there's some baggage going on between them. Okay. Lucas. So many thoughts on Lucas. What do you, what do you, right now you're blushing because he, it feels like he's such a hot guy? No. I hate Lucas. What? Yeah, I, I. Chad Michael Murray's not a hot guy? He is. You telling me this? No, he's a hot guy. (laughs) Yeah, he is a hot guy. He's definitely a hot hot guy who, like, no one realized on the show until junior year. Maybe he, he just, like, went through puberty summer of going into junior year because ugly duckling syndrome it's one of those shows where like he's actually the hottest person and no one he's supposed to play like someone who's supposed to be like way uglier or something let's just assume that it was an ugly duckling syndrome and like he was maybe lanky and he didn't grow into his body but then as soon as yeah he hit puberty all of a sudden he just got like hot yeah we can go with that but um i can't believe you don't think chad michael murray's hot guy that's I mean, a hot guy. I did, I did probably when I was younger, like, yes, cute, like, hot, hot, cute. <laughs> Sorry. You <laughs> can cut that out. <laughs> Is it, he's, a, he's fine. Okay. It, why, it seems like you're blushing. Maybe I just totally, like, projected that. I think because I think you saw. I think you did because I said I had a lot of thoughts about him, and you're yeah. like, you're blushing. Well, I and literally, I, I took that. Yeah, I took. I have a lot of thoughts. To just mean I'm so turned on by this guy. Oh, okay. I I don't. I like don't a lot of like thoughts him. down, like inside. One of the biggest thing about things about him that I don't want to like skew anyone's judgment, but he does just squint a lot. That's like his acting. That, He's but that's squinting. like hot guy squinting. I mean, let me just show you. Kids, you're not going to see this, but, like, look at me now. And now look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. You see see the transformation? (laughs) You know what? You're right. (laughs) Yeah, no, he does do it. He squints a lot. Um, Fun facts about Lucas. He's the main character of the show. The whole show is built around him. Um, he was the first one cast, which makes sense because it was clear the whole show was about him. The one fun, the the one main thing I know about him is he is so bad at basketball. The premise of the show is that Nathan's on the basketball team. Nathan's like the best player in the state. He's going to go to college and then eventually go pro. He's that good. Um, but the whole thing about this show is that there's this diamond in the rough kid. Who, like, his mom's never let him play on the team. He's always just played, like, street ball. Which is kind of weird how, like, all these kids are white. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Mm. We know none of you are going to be really good at basketball. Except for skills. I don't even want to get into him. I hate that kid. He annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. He doesn't skills, show up until later, Yeah, so. it doesn't matter. Um, his basketball is so bad. And, like, it's been well documented, like, with the show that it was so bad that, like, they... Nathan was actually decent, the actor. He was decent, so they didn't need a stunt double or anything. But with Lucas, they needed a stunt double constantly. And you can see it. 
there's a clear difference when they show a close-up of him. Just his form, his shooting form, is so disgusting. Mm. And anytime they it they show him dunking, it's always from a wide angle. Like, just go back and look. They never show him dunking, like, close-up. It's always from, like, 50 feet away. Because it's clearly a stunt double who has any athletic ability whatsoever. Um, okay, so Lucas. He's the main guy. He is the hottest. I think if you pulled... Do you think most girls would say he's like hot guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say he's just he's... not your type. I no, I don't think it's that he's my type. I just hate him as a character. Like it's not that he's not a hot guy. Like he is. He is. He is, but he. I don't even want to live in a world where he's not. I just don't like his his character. I don't like how he's written. I don't like who he is. <laughs> I don't like his spiel about like he's he's essentially. What differs between him and Nathan, Nathan is traditionally this varsity basketball guy who's mm-hmm. been training since he was, like, two to be an all-star basketball player. And then on the other side of the tracks is Lucas, who is a little bit more introverted, really loves to read and write. Artistic. Artistic, and hangs out with, like, a smaller kind of geeky group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's like happens to be really good at basketball. Right. So that's like the, the dichotomy of those yeah. two. Yeah. Nathan's popular in the yes. high school. He dates like all the hot girls. Like everyone loves him. Like he's that he's that jock guy. And and then you got Lucas who's like low key like that's why I'm surprised you don't like him because they built it around like this is the guy you root for. Definitely. Who definitely. are you rooting for then? Um not Nathan, not Lucas. Not Nathan either. No, I was rooting for Nathan, actually. Okay, let's I, just go into yeah. Nathan then. Let's go into Nathan. So, the only note I wrote down here about, well, a couple things. Nathan, only actual teen in season one. Oh. Everyone yeah. else is in their 20s. You can kind of tell because he, like, he just looks very, like, babyish. Uh, another fun fact, he has a nipple piercing in one nipple. Not real. Oh, Nathan does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess they just decided, the showrunners decided. He needs a nipple. We want to make sure that everyone knows that this guy's the popular jock douche guy. So what What do we do? Nipple ring and one nipple. Yeah. I do remember it. I recall that from somewhere in season one, but I don't remember what. Yeah. Um, other thing I wrote down. Horrendous actor. Really <laughs> bad acting. He is so bad. I know you're saying that Lucas is bad, but like Nathan is so stilted, especially in the first couple seasons. I just always remember being like, dude, get some acting lessons, guy. I think I must have some sort of like rose colored glasses on when I watch this show because I just love like yeah. everything about it. No, the story's Lucas. Yeah, the story's great. I, and these characters are great. So again, these are these are minor quibbles. These are minor quibbles. Minor, yeah. But um, yeah, I just remember he definitely gets better at acting as it goes along. But it, he starts off and he's not great, for sure. Fair. Um, okay, so we we already talked enough about him though. What he is, he's the popular jock kid. I think it is important to note that his dad is also critical. Yes, very Dan, Dan Scott. Yeah, he is. Um, Big guy on campus for the town. Yeah, so I think... He what, owns a car dealer, dealership. Yeah. Successful, 
well-liked, has a successful son uh, in basketball, but he was also the star of the basketball team when he was in high school. He's clearly living vicariously through his son now. Mm-hmm. Where everything is like, Nathan, you do this like every Saturday, you wake up and he's like trying to get Nathan. So I think that's like in terms of layers of the show, that's a really good layer because they start out and they, sh- they show like Nathan and all this stuff and you're supposed to hate him. But then they start to, start to show you like his home life and everyone on the outside thinks it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. But then you actually see like, oh no, his dad is actually like a huge dick. It's, it's shattered. And, like, has ruined his life by making him, like, do all this shit. So anything he does on the outside is just, like, an exterior portrayal of what, like, he should be showing. But inside, he's, like, miserable like everyone else. Right. I can somewhat relate to the hardships of having a parent who cares too much about sports. Just because my mom used to, like, try and make me angry before basketball games so that I would play more aggressively. She would say mean things. Like like what? Like she would just try and get me riled up. I don't even remember what they were. I don't You're remember. such a pussy, Megan. You suck at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad? I don't... Now go out there and make those layups. But I would like constantly tell her, I was like, that doesn't work for me. Like it just makes me like huff and puff and it doesn't make me play better. Mom, so. I gotta keep my head out there on the hardwood, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I can relate as an athlete i think there's always one parent who pushes yeah. hard yeah and the other one who like is taking more of a backseat in my situation my dad was definitely the pusher like he was always the one who was like saturday let's go let's wake up early like let's do it. like he was always doing that stuff like that his mindset was always like it's all about who works the hardest so like let's go mm. but it's really hard to convince like a <laughs> 14 and a half year old kid like hey saturday and sunday dad i don't want to be up at 6 a.m at the gym shooting jumpers with you i'm white (laughs) there's gonna be some limitations here based on that no um i will say uh dan i don't want to understate how much of a dick he is like he it's gonna be interesting going back and re-watching this because i do not think he is gonna translate at all to 2019. Like, I don't even feel like he's he, going to be a semblance of a human being. He translates okay, because I watched the season, like, a couple months ago over again. Like, just, I think just the first season. And it's okay. I actually think that he's, like, one of the best characters, best actors on the show. Oh, like, he's such a good actor. He's such a good actor. Yeah. And I think an added layer of the story, which I'll, like, I guess I'll, it leads into um, the next character is his brother, Keith. Yeah. So that's, it's kind of, it's the same story of Lucas and Nathan, but up a generation. So yep. it's, it's Dan and Keith who are brothers and there's a lot of tension there as well. And yeah. their, their relationships. And so. Keith is like, he's Lucas's de facto like kind of stepdad or like uncle yeah he's like a mentor so like you said dan is very much like his son he's like the rich guy who Mm -hmm. everyone thinks is crushing it and then you have keith his brother who's like more down to earth more independent i think yeah like same kind of like uh other side of the tracks thing but like more i think 
independent self-made. What's his job? Is he like he's a mechanic or something? Yeah, he owns his own. Yeah, he's a blue so, collar. Yeah. Um, Gosh. and he he's like goes to Lucas's house a lot and like is a father figure yeah. a lot of the time. Yes. And there's some sexual tension between Lucas's mom and Keith always, mm. especially in season one where you're like, uh, I think these two are gonna hook it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, we have to talk about the the ladies now because I would say honestly, the girls are probably more dynamic than the guys. I agree. I totally agree. In at least in terms of acting chops, for sure. Like, I think both girls, especially the second one I'm going to mention, um, Sophia Bush, is like. A really good actress. Yes. Okay, so let's do the first one. Let's do the main one. Um, Peyton. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I have thoughts, but what what do you? Yeah, I think, think I her? momentarily confuse her with Sophia Bush. Um, <clears throat> so. Hillary Barton. Hillary Bar- Burton. So Burton. Hillary she, Burton. She. Uh, I think she was hired. She was just like she won some MTV. Uh, what was that show? TRL? Huh. She won some competition or something and got to like VJ or something for a day and then got hired on On Tree Hill. I think that's how it happened. She's, well, I have another story about how she got cast. Um, the uh, producer, the main director or whatever, he said he specifically cast her because of the pain in her eyes. Damn. Fucking love that. It's, I love that. It's so true. She's such a valuable member of the cast. I love. I'm obsessed with her. She's she starts out. I think honestly, like I, from what I recall, they rewrote her like a few episodes into the season because they wrote her as as one character. Kind of like it starts off. She's Nathan's girlfriend, and she's a popular popular cheerleader. girl cheerleader. Yeah. And then it kind of takes a turn, and she you realize she's kind of something else completely. And I don't know if they originally meant for her to take that course. I think on a certain level they did, but on another level, like, I think they had to make some changes. Well, I think the biggest thing is that they they knew, like, here's another big plot point for the show. Peyton starts off dating Nathan. She's the head cheerleader. She's the hottest girl in school. Nathan is the hottest guy in school captain of the basketball team it makes sense that they're dating that's the premise of the show i think though to your point there starts to be a lot of sexual tension between peyton and lucas and they needed to add depth for her to make her relatable to lucas yeah because lucas is like artistic and he's he's like into reading and if you just have her as this like not dynamic character who's like all surface level like Nathan in season one, why would Lucas fucking be into that? So I think, yeah, they started adding layers to her like, oh, actually, she's the popular girl. But deep down, that's not what she wants to do. She does not want to be the head cheerleader. She's actually like into, doesn't she, isn't she like an artist? She's yes. like a drawer. She's yes, a really good she's drawer. she's a drawer. She's a painter. She um, loves, she's really into music, which is a huge part of the show. Oh my God. I am so looking forward to all the songs that we're going to have on this show, on this the, podcast. The music is like key, like mid to late 2000s. So good. Jams. 
This is this is why again why I love the OC so much because for me it was like that four years earlier with the music and everything was just all of it tied to a specific point in your life. So everything you're saying about One Tree Hill is like exactly what I felt during the OC. Makes so much sense given the the four year age difference. But the the one thing I want to say uh, a couple things fun facts Peyton married in real life. Hillary Burton to fucking Negan from Walking Dead. He's the guy in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. He's the other guy in um, that Irish movie where that uh, Hillary Swank's <laughs> husband dies. Who? Who are you talking about? Hillary, but Hillary Burton's oh. husband. In oh. I don't know who Hillary's Bur- Hillary Burton's husband is. You would. I'm. I'm. That's why I'm explaining. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Like, did you ever see that movie where Hilary Swank dating that guy, that Irish guy, and he dies? You mean Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah. How did you not know his name? What do you know him from? (laughs) Are you you making fun of me? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know who the fuck this is. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. No, I do. I do. Because. I know him as Negan from Walking Dead, but you don't watch Walking Dead. I think I know what he's from. Okay, so <laughs> he is Denny. He's Denny, I think, from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I could see him in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's a doppelganger. Uh, yeah, to the guy from No Country for Old Men. Yes. Okay, so I do know who that is. Did yeah. you never see that movie with Hilary Swank? No. P.S. I Love You? You never saw that? Maybe I did a long time ago. Not the full thing. I don't know why. Oh, he's also uh, he's also in Watchmen. He's the um, the comedian Edward Blake in the Watchmen, guy that dies at the beginning. He's the dick. Anyways, um, yeah, she's married to him in real life. And okay, the biggest thing about Peyton, honestly, to this podcaster. Go ahead. What do you? What would you guess? Is what drives me insane with her. Curly hair. Bingo. Knew it. Both girls, both lead girls in this show have two of my weaknesses covered to a T. Her with the curly hair and then Brooke, a.k.a. Sophia Bush with the raspy voice. Oh, yeah. Sophia Bush's voice is just hot. Oh, my God. It's so hot. So Peyton, her curly hair... There's, I know when I go back and watch this, there's a couple scenes, especially in that first scene I'm thinking of in episode one when (laughs) her car breaks down and Lucas like shows up with the tow truck and the wind's like blowing in her hair and she's just standing by the side of the road. That curly hair is just like flowing, that blonde curly hair and I'm just like, it's going to be tough to watch for me. So how much did it piss you off? Spoiler alert, when she straightens her hair in season three. (laughs) It's one of the biggest... I would say one of the biggest pet peeves I have in life is when girls who have naturally curly hair just decide to fuck it up. Mm, yeah. Like, just, it's a unique thing. It's so unique. Not many people have that, like, really curly hair. That, I, it's a unique thing. Lean into it. As a straight-haired girl all my life having, like, really pin straight hair, I always wish I had curly hair. And all those curly-haired chicks out there would just straighten their hair to death. I know. Like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm about to perm my hair so I can get some volume. <laughs> Damn, give it some volume. 
Yeah, it. God, I know. I honestly, I, it always drove me insane because it does make her look so much worse when she straightens her hair. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of her curly hair in season one. It was like unruly, kind of, and like long mm-hmm. and like. When you say unruly right there, uh, and when referring to curly hair, it just makes me so turned on and excited. Like, oh my god, her curly hair, it's just so unruly. There was, uh, yeah, this is, there's just like, a, I remember now, like, in a scene from, like, a later season, they would do a flashback to an earlier season where she's supposed to have, like, long curly hair. So they added these, like, obvious extensions no. to make her hair look curly. No. I think it was season three when it was straight. And it was, like, so ugly. Because you're not, you can't recreate it like that, like with extensions. It's either yeah. you have it and it's natural and it's unique and it gets me so turned on. Or you don't and it's it's just curled <laughs> hair with a curling iron. Right. Or a perm. Right. In which case, guess what? I can fucking tell. You know what you like, okay? I know what I like, and God, do I like that. Um, okay, last fun fact about her. Do you know why she left the show um, after season six? I don't know. Like, sex sexism issues? Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember Sophia Bush talking about it or something. Apparently, the uh, the creator of the series... Oh, he was Mark Schwann. He was, like, gross. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You are all over it. She announced on Twitter that she left after six seasons because of sexual and emotional abuse from the series creator, Mark Schwann. And that was why she never um, came back until the final season, I guess. I, n- I didn't watch the final season. I need to still, but... Mm. Yeah. I will say... Um, the real. I'll get into that in a second, but I just want to I was just thinking of this when I saw that she came back in the final season... I would say in terms of longevity, this show lasted more seasons with high quality than any other teen drama series. But I think I know why you say that. Because I think we've talked about it before. I have a theory. And it's because of the transition from season four to five. Yeah. Yeah. So the OC... Three seasons. I'll give it three. I'm not going to give it four, obviously, because the fourth was so bad. The OC had three seasons. Some might say like two and a half. I'll give it three. Friday Night Lights, all quality. That's five. Um, Laguna Beach, two. Those are the only shows we've done. I can't. I can't remember on Dawson's Creek how many quality seasons they had. But anyways, One Tree Hill. I would say six. It's got Friday Night Lights beaten by one. And it's because, obviously, as we just discussed, Peyton and Lucas, a.k.a. Chad Michael Murray, leave after season six, and they recast, like, 90% of the cast for seven seasons seven through nine. Yeah, I'd 100% agree with that. Those are terrible seasons. They're garbage. So, But it's anyways, so bad. I would actually say that seasons, like, four and five, and maybe even six could be argued to be better than seasons one through three in One Tree Hill. Like, we're not going to get to it, so we can just spoil it. All that stuff, like, with that kidnapper and stuff in, like, those later seasons where he kidnaps, like, Peyton, like, edge of your seat. I think seasons three and four were, like, the fucking peak. Yeah, so it's... Not season five. Seasons three and four 
I'm obsessed with. So, anyways, even even if that's the case, that's a difference from all these other shows where all those other shows they peak in one and then they just it's a slow burn off the mountain. Mm-hmm. Whereas this show, it's like I feel like they just kept ascending. They kept Season getting better like, and better. Yeah, yeah I mean, there might be some peaks and valleys along the way, but mm-hmm. for the most part, they like were slowly ascend- ascending their way up and like. It didn't fall until after season six when when those two characters left. Yeah. And, um, yes, the most critical reason on why, like, in the middle, because for context, the reason all these shows, they tail off is because once high school ends, they, they don't usually, know what to do. yeah, they usually try and follow them to, like, college, and that never works. Yeah, or they, like, try and create a situation where, like, the characters, like, stay in town. Yeah, everyone stays in town. No one goes off to college, which makes no sense. One Tree Hill actually did probably what the best idea was, which was just skip four years ahead. Yeah. So the last episode of season four is their last day, um, like, after they graduated high school. And then season five picks up four years later They've all graduated college now. They're all into their careers. They're all like separated, and it's kind of following them and their their stories separate. And as they all return back to Tree Hill, North Carolina, which makes sense because it's like that is where most people do come back to their hometown is after college. It's yeah, that's that's true. And bonus, now you have so much shit of like, oh, guess what happened in the last 4 years that you didn't see? Remember where these two people were together? Yeah. Uh, no, there was some shit in college. They did yeah, they did a lot of flashbacks yeah. of the the time in between. Yeah. Like he hooked up with someone. Some of it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um so it's it's the best strategy. I've ever seen is just completely leave don't try and follow them and then just come back with all new drama I think we got pretty off topic from the character development. yeah yeah we, <laughs> did. we did so oh yeah back we just got to finish the, that that point I don't want to leave it unsaid totally insane that um you said Sophia Bush also said stuff about Mark Schwann yeah because she was on um Chicago PD for maybe three seasons um, and I watched it because of her. I loved her. I was all in on her. And, like, the ca- the rest of the characters were good, too. But um, the premise of the show is pretty bad. There's a lot of pro- police brutality going oh, on. Oh, I really never watch that show. Um, Sounds like fucking poop show. <laughs> there's, like, the whole, like, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, like, trilogy. Um, and they um, do, like, crossovers constantly with, like, Law & Order SVU. It's, I'm like, listening it's at 2%. Web. You know what? <laughs> Just go on to Sophia Bush. What is what is she also said? Yeah, so she was on she was on Chicago PD for like three seasons, and she left the show, and she was the main part of the show, and she not, actually never said why she left the show. She just said she was like uncomfortable with it. Chicago PD. There, yes, there is like. I is don't it the same guy? No. But, like, I think it brought up some, like, other oh, things PTSD. about, about, not PTSD, but, like, she, at that point for me, I, st- she started to, like, speak out about how it was on the One Tree Hill set. Oh. Yeah. It, like, and, reminded her and it brought up, like, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she ever went too in-depth into what happened on Chicago PD, but she said that, like, Mark Schwann on One Tree Hill was kind of, like... 
I always want to know what it what it is. Like, yeah. it's very much like accident on the side of the highway kind of thing in that for me where I'm like, obviously, it's insanely horrible and horrendous. But like, whenever I hear it, I kind of like want to just know what. Like, what are we talking? Are we right. Are we talking like... He was a weird comment guy. Like, he made un- comments that made everyone uncomfortable. Are we talking, like, physical shit? I don't know. and Or it could just be, like, the fact that it just wasn't a comfortable dynamic. And I know, just, but what made it uncomfortable? Like, physical know. or just, like, emotional? I know, I know. Yeah, like, I know, I know. Natalie, I know Natalie was just on, and she, she was, like setting us straight in a lot of our ways with like our you know classic male comments on stuff and she would probably tell me that like what's the difference all of it is like not good horrible stuff don't do it kind Mm -hmm. of thing but like i i i I guess curiosity is just just so i can know what we're talking here yeah you just want context to yeah context like everyone yeah was it was it physical or was it just like emotional shit um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to know what happened on the Yeah, because if he was like behind the scenes. For her to like fully quit and stuff, it almost feels like maybe he was like physically getting like physical with her, like trying to like hook up. Forcing stuff. I don't know. Or like touching her and I don't know. But anyways, yeah, it was weird. Weird stuff. Okay, Brooke, the other girl. Brooke is the heartbeat of the show. Oh, you think so? Yes, as, as like, someone who's, she's not, like, the two brothers, obviously, but as a main character is key. She's on the most episodes of One Tree Hill of all the seasons. She stayed from beginning to end. To that point, I got an asterisk by that, because this is a fun fact. Mm -hmm. She has the most episodes of any cast member, but... That excludes the pilot. Right. She was yes. not in the pilot. God, I have been on this IMDb trivia page like so many times for One Tree Hill. You missed it or you forgot it? No, no. I've just, I, I know what you're talking about because I've like, which I've is just, just crazy. Scrolled through the trivia pages. <laughs> it's crazy that she, so as we talked about with the OC, what always happens is you film a pilot months in advance it gets then has to get shopped around and sold to a network and network buys it and then if they buy it now you pick everything back up months later and what they she was not in the pilot that was shot so then when it got picked up by wb or whatever then they added a character for season for episode two and beyond which was this brooke character and like you said becomes very much like the heartbeat of the show like she is I'm, it's clear they didn't have an intention of her ever, I mean, even being on the show if she wasn't in the pilot. She's critical, and I think yeah. she might, I think she's the best actress. Yes, for sure. Actor. I think she's, she's the best actor of anyone on this series. Yes, and they they actually start her and Hillary Burton as Peyton off in a very similar way of not having, Cheerleaders. Like, not having much depth, and then... They oh, start Brooke. adding it. And, yeah. So yeah. they don't give Brooke... It takes a little, from my recollection, longer for Brooke to get layers than Peyton to get layers. But yeah. they give... they She gets some. Yeah. For and I, sure. I would say, yeah, 
she's a character that I root for even more than Peyton. Even though Peyton is more obviously, like, the tortured artist, it's actually Brooke that I have more investment in because she's a lot more of, like, build the walls up and put up this facade of one thing and and is actually another thing. So you just personally connect with her more on that level because you're like the type personality that does that stuff is what you're saying for sure yeah yeah, so she just she resonated with you more yeah i think i personally and this isn't tied to me like on a personality level but i just think i liked peyton more because i just thought she was more attractive Uh, (laughs) so that's just like difference of like you and me watching it is that you're going to who you connect with more like sophia bush is supposed to be like the hot girl of the show so yeah yeah I mean, I guess that's like any show, like Friday Night Lights. You just have your ones that you're more personally attracted yeah. to. I, it, For me, it's like the Chad Michael Murray thing. I would never look at Sophia Bush and say, that girl is not attractive. Right. Because she is a 10 out of 10. I also think Peyton's a 10 out of 10. If you told me, though, in a vacuum, who's hotter, just I would say probably Sophia Bush. Like, okay. like in society, objectively? Yeah, 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 objectively. Yeah, um, I love her raspy voice too. God damn, do I love her raspy voice? So I'll just say, like, a side note about Chad Michael Murray is that he was on Gilmore Girls before he was on One Tree Hill. Like, he was also in Cinderella Story. True. With Hilary Duff. Such a great movie. No. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was. All right. When when that came out in what? 2003. Yeah. So what age were you? The only age of 11. people who watched it. Exactly. I was 11. Enough said. That movie is garbage. If you were anything but an 11-year-old girl, you didn't like that movie. Okay. But like what I was going to say about Todd Michael Murray was when he was on Gilmore Girls, I liked his character, Tristan. He was like kind of the bad boy. And funny stories about um, about him is that I think they originally wanted him to be Nathan in One Tree Hill, but uh, Chad Michael Murray specifically asked to be Lucas because it was he thought it had more depth or something. Yeah, I saw but that too. They they wanted him to be Nathan because he played a bad boy on on Gilmore Girls. Right, and he said he he chose he wanted to be Lucas because. He, like, he resonated more with it in his own personal life, like, single mother raising him and all this stuff, and he just connected to it more, and he was, like, tired of playing the bad boy. Right. Smoldering, squinty eyes, And I will say, it's funny, like, watching him on one show and know that he left for another show that I love so much, but, like, wishing that he could have stayed on the first show. What did he go to? two different worlds. From Gilmore Girls to One Tree Hill. Oh, Oh, okay, yeah. But, you know, back to the OC for a second, I wanted to say this. It is crazy to me how many parallels there are to the OC. Look at all the the similarities. Lucas, Ryan Atwood, other, other side of the tracks kid who comes in to be a fucking brother of, like, the rich kid, a.k.a. Seth Cohen, a.k.a. Nathan. Okay, sorry to pat, to interrupt real quick. I realized where Seth Cohen came from, Adam Brody. He came from Gilmore Girls. Oh, he was, he was on Gilmore also Girls on it? too. And then he was he left the show to be on um, the OC. Man, Gilmore Girls is just a 
and garbage that was show. It's a garbage show that's a stepping stone Whoa. for anyone that matters. <laughs> that's so disrespectful. I hate Gilmore Girls. That is such a that. See, I love all these girl shows, like these teen drama girl shows and like trash reality girl shows. Now, like Bachelor and stuff, but. Even someone like me who has those interests, I have a massive line draw at something like Gilmore Girls. That show, you can't physically watch Gilmore Girls if you have a dick. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I... No, the, sh- the, the producer said that. You can't. You're not allowed. They said it. Okay. It's in the interviews. Look it up. Okay. Um, but anyways, back to the comparisons to OC. You have a kid uh, other side of the tracks, Lucas, a.k.a. Chad Michael Murray, a.k.a. Ryan Atwood. Then you have Adam Brody, a.k.a. Seth, a.k.a. Nathan, who is the rich kid. On the girl's side, I would say Peyton is probably the Marissa Cooper, even though she doesn't suck like Marissa sucked. She's the lead. The whole show, main girl-wise, was built around her. She's like the hot girl who's dating the hot guy. And same thing with Summer. Summer was not in the original cast. She was like brought in as an afterthought and then was such a good actress and had such good storylines that all of a sudden she became, like you said, like the heartbeat of the show. I always love the like those B characters that come in oh, yeah. after the pilot as like this added person and then they become critical. That's exactly like Alex Karev on Grey's Anatomy. I don't know who that is, but sounds hot. Mm. Is he a hot guy? Handsome. <laughs> He's a hot guy. He's generally a hot guy. So, um, Pat and I always talk about that, just to wrap that point up, about what you would be surprised about when you go back and watch these shows with a fine-tooth comb and then record a podcast on all of them, is that... There are actually way more of those B and C level characters who get a shot, who do not work for whatever reason. But there are, you always will remember the Summer Roberts, you'll always remember the, the Brooks of the world and any other TV show where like these side characters come in and just kill it and become a mainstay. But there are so many people that come in. I think probably the biggest one for One Tree Hill that I can relate to that is probably Mouth. Yeah, but he's still even like later on. They made him like bigger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he ended up being huge. But like again, talk about someone who was not in the pilot. But I never understood I that. I I I was always thinking like, why are they continually shoving this kid down our throat? He sucked. <laughs> But I'll give you another one. They were a mainstay who just never fucking worked. And eventually, I don't know if they killed him off, but I wish they did. The basketball coach. That old guy. Whitey. (laughs) Whitey. Whitey is in the opening credits. Like, every episode. And I don't know why. I think they cast him as like, Oh, the coach is going to actually have a big part. He's the coach. This whole thing is like Friday Night Lights for basketball. So obviously the coach, like Coach Taylor, needs to be an important part of the story. But Whitey was just so... Didn't resonate. He was like trying to be a Mr. Feeney, but wasn't. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, he was no Mr. Feeney. 
Can't no. be. You can't be. There's only one. <laughs> I mean, he was like, you know, um, inspirational with his, his little quotes and everything, but... Um, and I liked his kind of dynamic with Nathan and Dan. There's one really, there's a scene later in a different season where he comes alive for in Nathan's defense. I just love it. Everyone's going to get their shot. Everyone gets a chance. But, and whatever your your character is written for, like your trope, your, your thing, um, mm-hmm. your stereotype. Um, for Nathan, it's being the rich kid with the bad dad. For... Dan, his dad, it's being a dick. For Lucas, it's being the kid from the other side of the tracks. You're going to get all the storylines you want in that stereotype to fill that story. To me, it's all about how you deliver when it goes off of that and it gets more into the layer building stuff. Mm-hmm. So like for Brooke, it'll be what built her layers with her mo- stuff with her mom and just like all yeah. that stuff with Brooke. And then you have... I go to like Landry on Friday Night Lights. He was only that stereotype of being Matt's friend. But when he was given his shot in the layer building moments of like Tyra, his family with his dad, like all that stuff with that weird baggage with his dad and stuff. He nailed all that and delivered. And so he became a main character. This whitey guy, the coach, whenever he was given like shots like that because that honestly Mm. now that i'm just talking out loud that's really where you get your real shot is in those layer building moments that's true and i think in contrast to to whitey i would say probably deb nathan's mom is on the other side of that where she was not cast in the original pilot Nathan was just like weirdly motherless or like they never mentioned her and then yeah. like in the third or fourth season she came back from like a business trip or something and she ended up being like a huge part yeah, of the show. Yeah, see that's the funny thing is I completely forgot about her but now you just talking about her. She was great because Yeah, I remember she does come on later and she's a huge part of it. She doesn't end up I mean I mean I guess you can wait and watch, but she doesn't end up be playing into the typical, like the stereotypical bucket of like the the scorn submissive like, yeah the wife yeah. I think yeah. of like that bucket she was cast in was like obviously Dan's like you know type A personality, big man on campus in the town like you said, and so she's meant to just be like a trophy wife well who's off. like yeah, yeah she's rich all she cares about is shopping she doesn't have to work. But then, like, yeah, they give her some real layers later on, and she's dynamic. Yeah. Okay, last character, and then we'll wrap it up. Haley. Can't forget about her. Goddamn. She's someone who, she's definitely one of those girls who is, like, so pretty. It makes no sense why she's, like, the ugly duckling or, like, nerd girl. Okay, (laughs) right now. She's so beautiful. (laughs) I got to play a clip from um, my favorite example of this, which is from the movie Not Another Teen Movie. Here it is. Let's find you a prom queen, mister. Let's find me a prom queen. (laughs) What about her? So baby's got a little back. Punch, that is. Ah, way too easy. I have no pigments. Any girl with a guitar is hot. I need sunscreen. Granted, she's a hippie albino. She could no still be prom queen. Okay. What about the Patelli sister? So they're slightly disfigured and connected at the head. 
But combined, those two make up one pretty decent chick. I do. I know you would, Reggie. But no, I'm looking for somebody who's really messed up. I'm talking about a real shit bomb. Well, bombs away. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyone but her, not Janie Briggs. Oh, guys, she's got glasses and a ponytail. Oh, look at that. She's got paint on her overalls. What is that, guys? There's no way she could be prom queen. Damn, that's just whack. So, they're like, clearly we got to make her seem unattractive, but she's definitely attractive she's an actress in hollywood <laughs> so she's hot i mean i think even like Haley or literally any other girl other than sophia bush is less attractive than Haley actually is like she's beautiful to me <laughs> well see i now i kind of want to now i want to zag a little bit now i want to slow your roll because i don't know if she's beautiful she definitely gets like played down in season one with her I like totally totally yeah i totally agree with that by season three she's got her like little like wavy hair yeah. and blonde hair she's like like i'm trying to think she's of, like, like pretty without she's even mon- trying she's mundane pretty i so okay i don't i don't want to play devil's advocate too much because for the most part in this i agree with you i think that she, she was cast to be like the yeah. ugly outcast who like she's a nerd she reads books she doesn't try she doesn't wear makeup she doesn't do her hair she wears like clothes that like don't fit her body at all the poncho is a big one yeah big theme so i get that to your point 100 percent. they downplay her like crazy yeah but i don't want to go too far to say that like she's really attractive because i don't think she is i think that is kind of the beauty of her is that she's a diamond in the rough yeah. Maybe not even a diamond in the rough. Maybe she's like a really shiny stone in the rough, but I still wouldn't say it's a diamond. Because I don't see her, even when she's all done up, and go, that girl's really attractive. I think you're doing it because looks aren't as important when you're analyzing a girl as they are to me. And you like what she's about. Mm, her vibe. No. You're keeping it totally exterior? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I Fuck just me. think she has like a really strong jawline that I think is like Oh really? Just gorgeous. <laughs> okay. I honestly I'll have to I'll have much more accurate thoughts when I see her next week cuz I have not seen her in a while. So I'll, once I see her, I'll have a whole like I'll be like, "Okay, this is my take on it." I think once she starts to lighten her hair in later seasons, it's like all starts to make sense. But yes, I do think she's like for some reason in my head, I have not great teeth in my head for her. Or yellowy teeth, or not no, great teeth. No, I actually think she has, like, a great smile, but maybe... Is it like, her... It might be a little Maybe it's gummy. just her clothes. Is that what you're thinking No, about? no, no, it's not gummy. I... God, I can't. Oh, I don't know then. I'm I sorry, know. I know that that's things that people can't control is the gummy thing, but that's got to be one of my biggest pet peeves that uh, someone can't control at all. You know when, like, they smile and, like, half their smile is just their gums and, like, little baby teeth? Oh. No offense. No offense, kids. To anyone who's got that going on. 
can't control it. It could be anyone to the point where, like, I'm now, like, overanalyzing my own, like... No, you don't have it. Okay. You know when you see someone who has it. No, I know, but you... Yeah, you can't control it. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. a dick thing to say, but no offense. I said no offense. I said no offense. 100% when people say no offense before they Always say anything offense. else. <laughs> you definitely do mean offense. It's the same as like, look, I don't mean to be a dick, but... But Here I'm we about go. to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. It's literally always how it goes. Okay, let's... Uh, I think that's good. Haley, though, let's just... I don't want to just go exterior. I really like Haley. She's a totally awesome person. Like, yes. inside. Inside. And goddamn, are there some fucking layers mm. between her and Nathan yeah. that really come to shine. Yes, for sure. Um, Fuck. Actually, I would say, okay, can we say that maybe Brooke, a.k.a. Sophia Bush, is the best actor, actress in this show, but the most meat storyline wise, in terms of real like real life stories that you can connect with, I'm gonna go Haley and Nathan shit. Yeah, they're definitely the stuff that they go through is definitely real. Real as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am gonna enjoy watching that storyline back because it is all of her stories are like raw and like very real. I like Haley a lot. Yeah. Okay, let's let's just cap it off. Any other lingering thoughts? Did you have something on Lucas? Um, no, I think oh yes, I yes, actually. Yes, you did. did. <laughs> <laughs> was it that was a setup? <laughs> Sorry. Don't shit on the setup. Sorry, I had a couple other things. So I'll, first I'll say that I think generally I would relate. I I think that this story that One Tree Hill is pretty much like a modern day Game of Thrones. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> High praise. <laughs> <laughs> Just in that Lucas is basically the bastard of the town. Yeah. And uh, what'd I you mean, say he was the sixteenth? What was that? He gets so the town treats him as like a sixteenth century bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's two thousand three, and we're in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> the way that people bring him up, it's like, oh, you're, oh, oh, that's your dad. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's whispered about, and that's part of like what I'm saying is that it's very confusing. No, that's that's how the hottest take. <laughs> that's the hottest take on on tonight's podcast episode is that Lucas, who's the the male lead of the show, is essentially treated like a 16th the century illegitimate bastard, illegitimate bastard child. <laughs> Who, who the half the town wants to just take to the town square and like stone him to death for just being happened to be born a ba- a bastard that he had no control over. Dan Scott is the Ned Stark of the show somehow, <laughs> and he has none of the ethics to be able to back up. Back yeah, that up. no, I lo- I love that take because it is so true. It is. And again, I haven't seen it in a few years, so I am looking forward to going back and watching that and just. I'm sure that stuff does not translate to, to now, 2019, is like <laughs> the the complete ostracization of the kid because he just doesn't know who his dad is. Everyone knows. Everyone has an idea. I'm pretty sure everyone knows. I'm oh, pretty... then why did we not say it earlier? 
Because I, I thought you were like keeping it as like a secret. Oh no. Well, yeah, I guess we should. We we shouldn't we shouldn't step on that. You're right. Everyone does know. Yeah. But we don't want the kids to know right now. Yeah, the kids can't handle it right now. Kids will find out in due time. Yeah. No. Uh, we'll 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 dig into that so fucking hard because I am curious to just like go back and watch like how the the town treats him like he's a fucking vagrant third class citizen. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts? That's it. I think that's a good preview. We we wrapped Laguna Beach nicely, covered season two a little bit just to see where it all went after season one, and then got into One Tree Hill, which is a preview. Kids, it's a fucking preview of what we're doing next. So, kids, tuck on in. You have a really good night's sleep. Kids. Good night, kids. Megan says good night. Megan. Oh, fuck, your outro music. We wouldn't want the kids to fucking... Sleep tight without this. So, now kids, now you really sleep tight. Now that this song is playing, you sleep tight, you have a good night's sleep. And, as always, I'm going to have to say it. No, you say it for Pat. Clear eyes, full hearts, do less. Do less, kids. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.